want to talk just for a moment about a lady that had everything going on. It seemed like she had everything going on. I've talked about her before, and you'll have know that know her story. Uh, I just want to bring a couple of other things out of it today. Just say my heart's open. My mind is receptive to receive the Word of God for me today. I believe when we come to church, we should experience his presence and we should go home different. Do you believe that? Yeah. Else is just coming to another event. And events are good, but church is better. His presence is precious. His presence is powerful. Where Jesus is, anything can happen. And so there should be that expectancy for God to do something in us if our hearts are open and our minds are receptive. If we make a choice to receive what he has for us. Because when we look at the word of God, it is living, it is powerful, and it's sharp and a two-edged sword, and it will pierce a little divide. It'll have an impact. Mark chapter 3 and verse 10 Speaking of Jesus, it says, for he, he, for he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. I'll tell you, something happens when you touch Jesus. Something happens when you have that connection. And Jesus, of course, was walking this earth 2,000 years ago. He touched people's lives and there were people that were gathering around him, not just because of what he said, but what he did and he healed many. Many people had experienced a transformation in their life because of Jesus. Is anybody here this morning who said, I, 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 my life is changed because of Jesus? And, and you know, and that is... Of course, that takes place in your salvation experience. If you're a Christian, your life has changed. But as you go through life, you have circumstances, you have the challenges take place in your life, things go on in your life where, where you get through it and you get beyond it and you get to where you are today because of Jesus. We have testimonies of the goodness of God. It says, for he healed many so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him and touched him. It's like all everybody who had something wrong. Everybody who had everything going on in their life. They pressed about him to touch him. It's like those who weren't quite right. See, there's a difference between those who press in and those who don't. Some people say, well, I haven't felt anything, I haven't done anything, you know, just nothing's gone on much for me. But have you pressed in? Have you, have you pressed into him to receive from him? Something happened to those who weren't quite, quite right. Something happened to those who had everything going on. Something happened to those who had afflictions. They got up on their feet and they touched Jesus. How, how many of you have ever said, I need a touch from God. Come on, don't, don't have to lie in the house today. You know, you know, we've got stuff going on in our lives and we say, well, oh, I, just, I just need a touch from God. 
I need God to do something for me. I need a touch from God. We may feel even today like you need a touch from God. But maybe what if we turn the tables and say, well, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to touch God. I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to get up off my feet. I'm going to make some decisions in my life. So I, I'm not just going to hang around and expect him to come touch me. I'm going to do something. I'm going to get up on my feet. And I'm going to go and touch Jesus. And I like the testimony of the woman who had the issue of blood. You know, we don't know what her name was, but we know that she was in this situation where she got to a place where she got to, to where she would made a decision to touch Jesus. You know, maybe she'd seen so many other people receive miracles. How many of you have seen other people receive miracles and you wish it was you? Yeah. Come on. You know, don't have to make, insane, make yourself sound so, you know, self-righteous and spiritual that, you know, you're not too bothered about it. But you see someone else receive a miracle and you say, well, why not me? His hand's not so short that it cannot save. In that sense, he's no respecter of persons. If he can do it for someone else, he can do it for you. That's why testimony, I believe, is so important. That we testify of the goodness of God. When God has done something you know, good in your life, you need to be able to, not boastfully, but be able to shout it from the rooftops and give God the glory. He loves hearing testimony of what he has done. And if he can do it for somebody else, why not? Can he, can he not do it for you? Maybe she'd had so many people talk about what was going on in their lives. They had miracles. And um, say, why is it always someone else? If I just had a touch from Jesus, if I could just have that touch from him, everything would be okay. And she needed a touch from Jesus. She wanted a touch from Jesus, but Jesus wasn't going her way. He was on his way to take care of somebody else. Because Jairus had a daughter who was sick. And he was on his way to take care of that person. Sometimes we feel like he's, Jesus is on his way to do everything for someone else, but not for us. But she is so desperate, and in her desperation, her faith is rising. I tell you, it's good to have a faith rising in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's good to get around people who've got something going on in their life and hearing the goodness of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. And then she sees an opportunity. I believe we need to be a people who recognize opportunities. I can't think of anything better to do on a bank holiday weekend than on Sunday than come to church. <laughs> you know, and, and, and almost like seize an opportunity. What could God do today if I went to church? What could take place in my life? What could I hear? What could I receive? How would my faith rise if I got into the house of God on this, on this day? What would he do for me? I can remember a year, many years ago we were in a church and um, before we were pastoring and I would go to church on a Sunday evening you know, with an expectancy, I, I wouldn't want to miss it because I wouldn't want to miss something that God was going to do. And yet so often as Christians, we just, well, we can't be bothered. 
This woman was bothered. She was bothered. She needed something to take place in her life. She had this condition going on in her life for 12 years. And her faith is rising and she sees an opportunity. Isaiah 55 and verse 6. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Come on, I believe we need to be a people who recognize. Recognize that we can call on, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You know, and she did exactly that. She heard he was in town. He was on a mission, if you like, to see somebody else, to take care of somebody else's condition, take care of somebody else's everything that is going on in her life. His, his, his daughter was sick to the point of death. Of course, that's very important. And Jesus is on his way. But it's like this, this woman interrupts his journey because she knew he was on his way somewhere. She knew he was in the air. So seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. He was near. And that's what she did. Jesus says in Luke chapter 11 and verse 10, for everyone who asks, receives. Come on, some people are just expecting God to do something, but they don't even ask. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. See, she sees this opportunity Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Because she knows that for everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. I'll tell you, how many times do we miss opportunities to seek God? How many times do we miss opportunity to ask, to receive? And this woman, she had this opportunity. She had this condition going on for all this time. She sees this opportunity, and so she interrupts Jesus, you know, on his way. This poor woman, she had this condition for 12 years. Her life was like a living hell. You know, she was considered unclean because of the condition that she had, this issue of blood. She, you know, it, it, it just it didn't stop. So it wasn't just the cycle that she had to be out of, out, out of the way and not connecting with people, but she had, this was her lifestyle. This is, what we came, this is where, where she lived her life. And she would have to live isolated. It could have been something else, but it wasn't. And this is recorded for a purpose. And this woman who had this issue of blood, this flow of blood... And because of her culture made her continually unclean. Which in turn isolated her. Luke chapter 8 and verse 43 and 44 we read of her. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years. Who had spent all her livelihood on physicians. And could not be healed by any. Came from behind. And touched the border of his garment or the hem of his garment. Touched the, the, his clothing. And when she touched his clothing, the Bible says immediately, immediately that flow of blood stopped. Is anybody here this morning needs an immediately? Or you could do with an immediately. It would, an immediately. If you had an immediately, just think how things would be different. 
Just think what this next week would look like if this morning you hadn't immediately. Don't put the days of miracles behind you or way back in the early church days. Bring them into today. <laughs> this woman had spent the last 12 years and all of her money, everything she had, and she, on making connections to see this thing cleared up and see this thing changed. There was always somebody with a good idea. There was always somebody with a solution. There was always a, there was always a somebody, well, if I was you, I would. Or what you need to do is this or this, is that. And be very careful who you receive that sort of wisdom from. <laughs> Somebody who wants to put themselves in your place, but they're never going to live themselves in your place. They haven't been what you're. They haven't been what you th you're in. What you've been going through. They haven't been. They're not in where you are. They are not you. They, they weren't this woman. If there's one thing in this world she wanted more than anything else was to be made well. To not to be isolated. To be considered clean. Now you imagine living for 12 years and every day being considered by those around you as unclean. That if someone touched you in your uncleanness, they would then become unclean. It's the culture in which she lived. Now, you think you've got it bad. You think your everything is, is everything. This woman, it was, it was her everything. She wanted to be made well. She had something wrong with her. And she was through with saying, I want a touch from Jesus. You know, she probably said it. Some of us, you know, we just sit back and don't do anything ourselves, but expect God to do it. And he can and he will. He's a God of grace. But sometimes he needs us to get up on our feet and take the initiative. See, I'm going to touch Jesus. I'm going to meet with him. And she made this decision. She had a plan. She thinks, if I, can just, if I can just touch the hem of his clothes, if I can just grab, even without him knowing, without anybody, without anybody realizing, if I can maybe disguise myself because nobody would, everybody would scatter if they saw me because I'm supposed to be out of town, I'm, supposed to, I'm unclean, and if anybody touches me, they're going to become unclean. If I disguise myself and I crawl on, I get in amongst the crowd when he's on his way to Jairus' daughter on another mission, I can just catch him unawares. If you like, touch him, touch his clothes, and I'll be healed. So she had this plan, and she wants, she wants to touch Jesus' clothes. Some would maybe have even questioned her faith or her motive. Well, what is it about his clothing? You know, maybe she was erring on a little, she's a little bit misguided and erring on the side of superstition. Well, if I can just touch something that he's wearing, if I can just get 
in that place. It's, it's amazing how some cultures, there's an air, air of super, superstition in the way they do things, but their motive is right. She believed that if she could touch his clothing, it would be a point of contact, and she could be made well. One thing she did believe is that Jesus was a healer. One thing she did believe that Jesus is a healer. She had a very simple faith, but it was a very real faith. Have you ever come across people who it seems like you, you, you've got all the answers, and somebody comes with very simple faith, it almost seems a little bit misguided, a little bit offbeat somewhere, but they get their miracle. Go on, be honest. But they get a miracle. You think, man, like they, 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 they've barely been saved. They've got their, little bit, you know, their theology and their doctrine is a little bit cranky, but, you know, but they've got a miracle. Simple faith. But then, and then she touches his garment, there touches his, the hem of his clothes as she creeps along the ground. It was probably dirty and dusty. She was disguised because she didn't want to be noticed and recognized as, as, who, as this woman who was unclean. And there was something about this touch that was different. It wasn't just any person touching any piece of cloth. It was somebody with faith to believe that Jesus, if she pressed in and touched him, God made it, took that place of using that piece of his garment as a connection with him, she would be made well. And the moment she touched him, she makes this seemingly simple connection. Immediately, she's made well. Bob doesn't actually say immediately she's made well. Immediately she became whole. Wow. Whole, being made whole is a little bit different than being made well. <laughs> she was made whole. All the power of heaven immediately flowed through the tips of her fingers to the tips of her toes and she was clean. Immediately she was made whole. What a, what a, I think, what a picture of the great exchange. What a picture of the great exchange. Whereas, you see, because Jesus, you know, anybody else, if she'd have touched them, they would have become unclean too. So she, she couldn't do that. You couldn't, people would have avoided her, not got anywhere near her because of that, 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 that she had and that culture that she had. If she, if she was touched to anybody else, the person she touched would become unclean too. But you can't touch Jesus and become unclean. According to the thinking of that day, if this woman had touched anyone, they would become unclean. That is why she was an outcast. But when she touches Jesus, he takes all her uncleanness and replaces it with his cleanness. And she becomes whole. What a great exchange. We give every, we, we, he takes everything from us and he then gives us and makes us righteous. And she wasn't just healed, but she was made whole. 
She was made well. Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me in a way that was different to anybody else? Who touched me when all denied it? Peter and those who were with him said, Master, the multitude throng and press you, and you say, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out of me. All the power of heaven. When she touched him, when she touched that hem of his garment, you know, she could have touched any part of him, but she, her faith was if she could just touch me in connection with him in this hem of his garment, that Jesus would heal her. She would be made well. Jesus said, he says, you, you don't get it, you know, Peter. You, you don't quite get it. You know, somebody actually, somebody touched me. Somebody, you know, their faith was rising. Somebody made that connection. Somebody made that decision that if I, they, they weren't just waiting for me to touch them. They touched me. They drew. They pressed. They got here. They made a decision. They took, they, they took the initiative. He says, somebody touched me. See, when, when we were in worship this morning, such a powerful presence of God. Such a strong, strong presence. When you're in worship, when you're in that place, you know, do, do, you, do you touch heaven? Or were you waiting for heaven to touch you? Did you enter his gate? Did you enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise? Or did you sit here and say, oh, I'm here, Lord, and I do something for me? I've arrived. You should be happy I'm here. You should be glad I didn't go and off and do something else on this bank holiday weekend. I've come to church. You know, I'm just waiting. I'm sitting on a blue chair. I'm standing on the floor. And I'm just, just come do something to me. Do something for me. Pat me on the back this morning. Make me feel better. Or did we enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise? See, sometimes we just come. We just expect God to do something. Well, I, you know. You ever heard anybody say, well, I didn't feel anything in worship this morning? You ever held, huh, I didn't feel anything in worship? You probably wouldn't, may not in this church much, but you know, you know, maybe over the years you've been around people and you say, well, I didn't feel much this morning, didn't send. When, did it, when, when was it about you? What did you bring? What did, what did you bring? Did you press in? Or did you just arrive? <laughs> Bless me, Lord, I've arrived. Sorry I'm late. You should see the traffic. <laughs> Come on. Sometimes we get it so wrong. Sometimes we get it so wrong. Did you touch heaven in worship this morning or were you waiting for heaven to touch you? Or were you more concerned with messaging the person you're meeting after church? Or keeping the kids occupied while, rather than demonstrating worship to them? Does God know you're here today? <laughs> well, of course he does, but you know, did you guys hear what I'm saying? Does he know you're here? Enter his gates with thanksgiving, come into his courts with praise. Oh, I don't know that song. No, just get lost in worship. Hallelujah. Have you pressed in this morning? I know you. I, I know there's people here that have pressed in this morning. I, I, I could sense it. 
You've not just come to be entertained. You've come to press in. You've come to receive. You're not here just to fill up your calendar. Hear what I'm saying? We love the presence of Jesus. It was amazing. See, this man, this Jesus wasn't on his way to heal this woman. He would have passed her by if she hadn't oppressed in. He was on his way to heal somebody else, to give somebody else a miracle, to give somebody else a testimony. But this woman made it a connection with him and said, I'm going to press in and I'm going to receive what he has for us, what he has for me. Jesus was passing by. He was passing by all the spectators. Jesus passed by more people than he touched. But this woman, she was desperate. See, so where are you? Were you, a, were you? Would you be in that crowd? Would you be a spectator? Are you a consumer watching or consumed with connecting? To the current of the power of God. And what was consuming this woman? She wasn't, she wasn't a consumer just watching and waiting and just, well, he's doing something for somebody else. Here he goes again, off there, off there. No, she was consumed with connecting to the current of the power of God. And Jesus makes a distinction there. She says, Jesus makes a distinction. He says, I didn't mean who touched me, I meant who touched me. I didn't mean who, who just brushed past me. I didn't, I didn't, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the person who was just a casual observer, who was just spectating. So if, you, if you, spectators find fault, consumers press in and receive. Who touched me? I meant who touched me? The Greek word in there for touched me is who to touch and to hold on, to touch and to grasp, to touch and to hold on, not to let go until you get something. Who held on? Who pressed in? Who was so desperate for God that they did things a little differently? Somebody made a connection with heaven. Somebody got what they came for. That's the person that touched me this morning. That's the person that touched Jesus. The one who got what they came for. It's like, I want to know who it is. You know, are you, are you getting what you came for this morning? Are you getting what you came for? You know, when you get into the Word of God, when you get around other believers, do you, are you getting what you came for? Sometimes we blame everyone and everything else for not getting a touch from God. I didn't feel anything. This woman felt something. <laughs> When she pressed in and when she touched Jesus, she felt something. She knew, she knew that the power of God rushed through her body. And from that moment, immediately she was made whole. It's like it wasn't just her, her, her physical healing, she was made whole. 
by Naaman who dipped in the, in, the, in, the, in the water. You know, he wasn't just healed of his leprosy. He, was, he had skin like a baby. His skin didn't go back to what he was when he was 55 or whatever it was. His skin went back, went back to what it was when he was five. Who'd want some of that? Who'd have some of that? Come on. Come on, some of you are just too young. I believe it grieves the heart of God when those he hung on the cross for, or those who even said yes to him, can't be bothered to press in. Touch and to hold on so they receive power from heaven. This woman was going to touch him. She was going to hold on until she got her miracle. And it's like Jesus knew it. And he identifies with her there. You know, I believe if he didn't hear her, then she'd still be hanging on today. How many, how many of you have got weary in well-doing? But you were hanging on. You were hanging on. And, and it didn't happen the way you wanted it to happen. So we lost a bit of hanging on. I'll tell you, maybe today God is speaking to you and saying, just hang on. Just hold on. It's not over until it's over. I'll tell you, we've had to, in our life, you know, we've been around a little while. We've had to hang on to some things and just hold on. You know, storms go, storms go all around you, but you just hold on. And you hold on. Everything is going on, but you hold on. You hold on. You hold on. See, you know, She was going to hold on until she got her miracle. As I say, she'd be still holding on today if she hadn't got it. Some of you maybe just need to hold on just one, one more day, just a little bit longer. Maybe God hadn't finished working something out in you right yet, just yet. And he wants to do something more. Just hold on. Just hold on. See, there are many Christians who touch Jesus. They touch God. They read their Bibles every, every once in a while. They pray over their food and, you know, when they can't pay a bill or they get sick, they give an offering. Come to church. Serve. But are we making a connection? Are we holding on? Are we reaching out and holding on until we see and see the power of God touch our lives? Are, 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 we, are we getting the attention of Jesus? Are we leaving changed? Is he changing something in us? And it's a choice that this woman made, and it's a choice I believe that we make. What are we doing to connect, to connect with the current of the power of God? What have you been believing for? What have you been hoping for? What have you been praying for? You know, sometimes we just sit there and we wait on God to do something and we don't press in and receive what he has for us. I tell you, there's times I believe, and I believe we're in the days when we need to be a people. The church needs people who will rise up and get on their feet and, 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 and get to that place where, we're, where we press in. We press in and we get to that place where we, we, we receive what he has for us. 
It's a time, I believe, for pressing in and touching Jesus. Being in his presence, being in that place we receive from him. Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power go out of me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him, and now she was healed immediately. I tell you, this woman, she, she, she couldn't remain secretive. She couldn't remain hidden. She had to reveal why she was there. Because people would have known who she was and what are you doing here? You can't be here because you're unclean. We need to know, we need to know that we know that we know that you have been healed and you're whole now because we, 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 we want you to be part of us. We want to join with you. We can't be in that place where we're making you separate. And so she trembles, he falls down, she declared to all in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said, daughter, he identifies with, it's the only time we see Jesus call somebody daughter, I believe. You know, identify with, personally touches her, she personally addresses her. He says, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you clean. You're no longer who you used to be. You don't have to identify that same way. And it's like Jesus Jesus identifies her. He pulls her out. And he almost like he makes a public example of her. Because this woman had to reveal who she was. Because, and she had to hear from Jesus. The crowd had to hear from Jesus that she was totally healed. Because if she just told them she was healed, how would they know? She could have just been telling them she was healed, telling them she was well known, so that she could then be now accepted back into society and she wouldn't be referred to and, and separated out as being unclean, as she had been for the last 12 years. But what, not, what, not, what God's done on the inside was manifest on the outside. She was a new creation, if you like, in Christ. She was, new, she was new, a new person. She was totally restored. She was totally whole. He says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. Yes, she sa he says, you touched the hem of my garments. And that was your point of connection. You know, sometimes people have, have, have things and, and stuff in their lives. Maybe from past experiences or past or cultures that, that, that require them or they think they have to have almost like a superstition they think they have to you know have something have something physical when they come to church without to wear certain clothes or act in a particular way you don't need a lot of stuff you don't need a lot of paraphernalia she was thinking, if I just touched the hem of his garments, like there was, there, was, there was nothing in the hem of his garments. There's nothing like in his clothes. There's, there's nothing in some of the stuff that, we, that, that sometimes religious people you know, have to have and think that is relating to church to receive from God. You don't need a lot of stuff, ornaments, particular type of clothing or special words to use, but you need what Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Your, and her faith was very simple, I believe. 
And maybe you thought maybe a little bit cranky. Well, if I just if I can just have this piece of paper or this ornament or this object or whatever. Yes, my connection and what made you feel comfortable and you could identify with and gave you and gave you something tangible is, is okay, but it's your faith that made you whole. It's your faith that made you well. You know, some of my stuff relating to our culture may help, but it's faith that saves you. It's faith that heals you. Tell you, church, we need to be a people who, who, who demonstrate and live lives of faith. Believing that he is able. It's your faith that got you saved. If you think it was some other act or some other paraphernalia or something else... You're wrong. It is your faith. So most people say, well, I'm a Christian because I was this and I was that, or I was confirmed, so that makes me a Christian. It is your faith that saves you. It was this woman's faith that healed her. It wasn't his garment. It wasn't his words. It was her her faith. Your faith has made you well. It's, It's your faith that restores If you're looking for restoration, faith restores. If you're looking for healing, faith heals. If you're looking for salvation, faith. If you're looking for something to deal with everything that's going on in your life, faith. Faith. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently, 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 diligently seek him. This woman was determined. She tried everything else. She tried all the other stuff that was going on. She'd taken all the, all the good advice, all the physicians, all the doctors, all the medical people that were in and around her world at that time. She tried all this stuff. No one could do anything for her. But it was her faith that healed her. And if we can believe, and witness your faith, I, I had a show of hands earlier on, and a number of you said you were saved this morning. It was your faith. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not of works. Whereas anyone can boast. It's a free gift. It's not about a ceremony. It's not about some paraphernalia. It's not about some object. It's not about the way you dress. For you're his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which he prepared beforehand for you to walk in. Come on church, we need to rise up and be a people who live by faith. To walk in these good works which he has prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Amen. Amen. See, we need to press in and touch in faith ourselves. And I believe we need to press in and touch in faith as, 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 as together. And I believe we need to touch and press in and touch, you know, as a body of God's people, as life church, we need to press in. And receive what he has for us. 
Stretch ourselves into a place maybe you've never been before. And believe God, rise up. Don't just be a consumer who just watches. Don't just be a spectator who expects God, I, I need a touch from God. And I'll tell you, a number of people this morning, as I, when we started this morning, I asked who needs a touch from God. And it's pretty much most of the crowd. Pretty much most of the crowd. You know, don't we just love a touch from God? Don't we just love to be able to say, I, I, I really felt his presence touch my life this morning? This woman was the same. She wanted a touch from God, but she was through with waiting for it to happen just because he was passing by. He wasn't, she wasn't going to allow Jesus to pass her by. Many times in the Bible we, we, receive, we read of Jesus where it says he would have gone further, he, was, he would have passed them by, but he was restrained by those who in faith believed that he was going to touch them today. Just as we close out this morning, I want to encourage you not just to be somebody who stands there with your hands open. And many times it's, it's good to do that, and there are times when we do that. But not just to say, come on, Lord, just I need a touch from you. Do something for me. But say, I'm going to press in. Not just to be one of those who says, I've arrived. Now, here I am. Sorry, I was a little bit late, but you know I'm here now. And you, know, you don't understand what's going on, but just touch me. And everything will be okay. Well, he may, by his grace, just do that. But I believe he responds more to those who press in. This woman would still be, would have never got healed. She wouldn't have been recorded in the scriptures that we have if she hadn't chosen on that day and said, I need a touch from God. I'm going to get to where, I'm going to detain him, I'm going to restrict him, I'm going to restrain him on his journey, on his mission to heal Jairus' daughter. And she had this simple faith which said, if I can just touch, make a connection with him through his garments, I know he can heal me. That's where her faith was. The centurion at a time had a servant who was sick. His faith was knowing that if Jesus spoke a word, he would be made well. God's looking for people. See, I need a touch from God and restrain Him. And we all restrain Him in different ways. But we press in and hold on. Is anybody here this morning? He says, I was holding on, but I feel like I've left grip. I've lost my grip. It's, the stand, it's all standing on our feet. But if you're here this morning, you say, I, I, I was holding on, but I feel like I've lost my grip. Because that word, who touched me, is touch and hold on. I want to encourage you this morning to re reconnect. Because maybe you lost your grip. when it seemed like it was the hardest to hold on. But it could have been the moment of your breakthrough. It 
It could have been the moment of your immediately. You're here this morning, you say, I'm through. I'm through with just waiting. For God to touch me. I just love a touch from God. I need a touch from God. If, you, if you're here this morning, I want to ask you to do something physically, just as this woman did something. If you're here this morning, you say, I, I, I'm just waiting for a touch from God. I want you to just stand, come and stand in the front here. You say, this morning I'm going to do something about it. I'm not just going to wait and, in a sense of wait and hope, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to make a physical, physically get out of the place I'm stood, standing, sitting, and just come stand in the front. I want to mix my faith with your faith. I want to mix our faith with your faith. And if you like, help you seal that holding on. Grabbing hold by faith. Because you need a touch from God. So come on, there's a load of you this morning. So I, I, I...